Careful, there's like a little bit of a. Oh yeah, there's a, a little there's bit a, of a creak. a creak. Is it the chair or the table? It's a, it's table. a very cheap table. At that, well, there it is. That does make me nervous when you're doing that. You put your arms on. We'll deal with the creaks. If there's creaks, put your arms on the table. I'm so feeling a bit like put your put your arms on the table. If there are creaks, we'll we'll you know we'll, we'll cut them out. It's fine. It's fine. Here, here we go. Oh, the creak was pretty loud. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jedediah is a man who once was a boy, and he wrote down all his feelings in a diary to enjoy now he's reading it again reading it for you maybe you'll recognize yourself too Jedi Diaries the Jedi Diaries that's the name of this podcast and now the song is through hello I'm Jedediah Baker welcome to week nine my god of the Jedi Diaries I'm Tori Puckett <laughs> I screwed with the formula <laughs> and I couldn't respond. <laughs> I feel like we're starting from scratch. Hello and welcome to week nine of the Jedi Diaries. I'm your host, Jedediah Baker. I'm Tori Pocket. And a motorbike. There's a building in, I think, Tokyo that every uh, maybe 30 years or so they tear it down and they rebuild it. But they rebuild it the exact same way. Why do they tear it down? Because they, they've been doing this for like 1,500 years. I think their point is kicks. that it's more about the process and the, the act of creating something than it is the product. Oh, I think it's probably a generational thing. Each generation like has, has a chance to recreate yeah. it. Although they don't change it. I think it's exactly the same I think way. It's, nothing's original. Is this the story where somebody would look at the building now and they would consider it to be the same building as it was 300 years ago, even though Everything's physically different. it's not the same building? Maybe. Is that this? That's true about people too. Like our cells are. Is that true? Changing. Just every seven years thing. I guess the question is, when people say, "Are we the same person physically at a cellular level that we were when we were 15? Yeah. I mean, we're not. You know. Sure. Of course not. Cells are. But there's being obviously born and dying all the time. Right. But there's obviously continuity. Oh, we're like the building. Yeah. Except instead of every 30 years, it's every seven years. So yeah. they say. Yeah. Uh, so that means that if the seven-year thing is true, that means that like I've cycled at least three times or about three times since the diary. Yeah, yeah, maybe four, mm-hmm. depending on what. Well, when you're conceived, you're just a handful of cells, and then you become. But like you're constantly when you're growing, you're. I mean, you're, where do you come from? What do you mean? Where do the you like when you when you're born, you're a certain number of cells, right? And then, like the next day, you're way more cells. Yeah. Right? If you're a scientist, please call into the tip line. Someone told me once around the age of 24, 25 is when you stop growing. More cells in your body are dying than are being regenerated. Jeez, that I don't know if that's true. Oh, no. I would question the veracity of that. So I guess that's <laughs> if you're thinking about it in a existential slash biological sense, I guess that's when you truly start yeah. dying. So no matter whether or not you believe this seven year all your cells are regenerated. It's not like every seven years, all your cells die and are born. No, I just think that's like the life cycle. It's a, a life cycle. It like, lives about average seven years. Right. You have take no, a point seven years ago. You take today. Yeah. Any cell that was, was around seven years ago is, is not, probably is not, not around, around anymore. Right. Brain cells too? See, I've heard many things. I've heard you're born with like a finite number of brain cells. It's oh. like millions or trillions even. Uh-huh. 
billions, I guess. And it's only, they only ever die in your life. But that can't be true. You're regenerating skin cells. So why would, I mean, I'm not a scientist. I mean, neither one of us are a scientist. <laughs> yeah. But you're stronger in science than I am. You made it to physics. And I think I, I bailed after chemistry. Loved physics. I was in physics for a single day before I... <laughs> you were? Yeah. Um, before we get into the diary... This week, we got a voicemail from a old classmate of ours. Oh, who was it? Who had, well, I'll let her tell you. Okay. But she had some, some light to shed on a question that we had last week. How perfect. Hi, Jen and Tori. This is Nikki Griffin, although in sixth grade, I was Nikki Schaaf. Just calling in to solve one of your mysteries last week. Will was my younger brother. When we texted him, he said he didn't remember if he broke your G.I. Joe, but sounded like he probably did. Anyway, love the podcast. Thanks, guys. Bye. Oh, that was great. Yeah, great. So it's good to hear from Nikki. So another mystery, sort of solved. Yeah, he didn't deny it. No, but he also didn't remember. Right. So which seems to be a, a theme, mm-hmm. kind of. In this case, we have three actors. One of them is you, mm-hmm. who says Josie broke my thing. I wrote it down twenty five years ago. But who doesn't, recorded doesn't it? Remember today. Doesn't, doesn't remember it today. Josie, who said suspects. I think I remember this, and I think this is what happened. And then the third actor who doesn't remember it. But also thinks it probably happened. Yeah. That message made me think that he heard it and he was like, yeah, that sounds mm-hmm. right. So mm-hmm. maybe even if it wasn't this event, like yeah. it certainly could have been, mm-hmm. which means that it probably was. Was Josie protecting Will from you or your dad? Case closed. Uh, from me. Okay. Yeah. From your Not wrath. protecting him. I well, mean, yeah, he was, he was shielding him. Yeah. Well, although, you know, because you've told me recently about a time when I pulled this on you. <laughs> Where I told my dad you broke something. Yeah. And what did he say? I broke, uh, I think, Splinter, the Ninja Turtles character. I I broke his foot off. You were very upset. You went to your dad. And he said, why would you do this? (laughs) This is how I imagine that going. He's holding the Splinter. He's looking at Tori. Tori? Why would you do this? <laughs> that was it. Kind of just... And I have to say, as soon as I explained to him that it was an accident, he softened. Okay. okay. And he understood. What's interesting Did I to me... present it to him as if it was not? Or did I, like in the diary, just sort of give the facts to my you gave, dad? I think you were... And leave out, like, he just assumed, well, Jed's telling me this yeah. because Tori did it maliciously. Why else would Jed... Yeah. Sort of like, why else would I write it down? You know, there is that implication. I broke it. You saw that I broke it. You got very upset. Yeah. You ran to your dad before yeah. you and I had had a chance to sort Just of discuss. Off, flew off the handle. You flew off the handle, ran to your dad, and he came in, not guns blazing, but he came in kind of like, and I guess yeah, because he, that's how you presented it to he him. He came in hot. But what's interesting to me is he didn't. I was probably crying. Yeah. So I was going to say what's interesting to me is he didn't take a minute to say it was probably a mistake. You know, let's talk about right he came in thinking why would you do like why would you break this yeah he did he came in hot yeah which you know he's probably he's protective you know and i i was probably very upset probably more upset than was reasonable Mm -hmm. probably the level of upset that i was was commensurate with someone having bullied me right had it been an accident yeah you would expect someone to say like oh dad tori broke my thing yeah but i probably ran up to him screaming yeah sobbing not to lay this at Josie's feet, but, you know, if Josie was kind of bullying you, yeah. then you've kind of assumed you're like in a defensive crouch. You were ready to like the, assume yeah. that like there a, was malice behind Like a hurt cat. <laughs> right. For a long time, I believed, and I think that this was directly related to this, I believed that um, I was always wrong or that my instincts were just inherently yeah. backwards or yeah. incorrect. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that came from 
being just belittled. Yeah. Um, well, and this also, you know, we've talked about how I have this kind of feeling that I'm, I, I have no agency mm-hmm. that like I, things are happening to me. Yeah. And, and I think that that's just assuming something. So, so basically there's a direct line between something bad happening to me mm-hmm. and somebody doing it to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Like Josie farting around me. Josie right. wasn't, he partially was, mm-hmm. but like the genesis of the farting was not malicious. It was right. biological. Yeah. He had to fart. Yeah. But my perception of it, yeah. even to this day, mm-hmm. to some extent, mm-hmm. was that he was farting to piss me off. Yeah. Which is pretty like arrogant, really, mm-hmm. when it mm-hmm. comes down to it. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a sort of a self-centered way to think, which is weird because I, I don't think much of myself but we do this when we we talk about doing this. Like when you're in a certain headspace, you imagine you know everyone's thinking ill of you, mm-hmm. or like you know you you say something at a, embarrassing at a party or something. Oh and yeah, yeah. You yeah. go home and you're like, I can't believe I did it. Everyone's probably thinking about what an asshole I am. Right. And like nobody's thinking about you. That's a kind of self-absorption. The thought that right other people are spending their time thinking of you. But I it's mean, just it's so such many, a, it's, everybody does. That. Everybody does that, and it's so interesting because we make these dual assumptions that one <laughs> everybody's thinking about me. Right. And two, what they're thinking about me is that I'm awful. <laughs> yeah. You know? And yeah. if you just think one of those things, yeah. you think everyone's thinking about me and they're thinking neutral thoughts or positive thoughts, great. Right. If you think people think I'm awful, but nobody's thinking about you, <laughs> it negates it completely. Completely, yeah. And, you know, that's what therapy is. Yeah. <laughs> to sort of stop you doing doing those automatic thoughts. Recognizing those, <laughs> those traps. Uh, and with that, that's one of my ticks. Now I'm realizing it's transitions that we're bad at, yeah. that I'm bad at. I don't, I don't no, know. No, I mean, Can I'm you take ter- over the transitions? No, you've, you've tried that before, and I failed miserably. Well, maybe it's your time to shine. Okay. So that was interesting. <laughs> Why don't we shift over to the diary? Great idea, Tori. Thank you. Thank you for that expert transition. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. February 27th. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Back on my bullshit. <laughs> uh, I went to a Taekwondo tournament. I didn't win anything. <laughs> Too bad. I'm tired. Well, Mark babysat. I'm tired. Okay, so there's nothing new. Nothing new in this diary. I mean, nothing that we haven't heard before. <laughs> Listen to the Jedi Diaries every Monday. There's nothing new in this diary. Tori Paquette. You didn't win anything. <laughs> Just continuing my, my losing streak. Didn't win a radio contest two weeks ago. Did not win. My God, of course I didn't win anything. Yeah. What was I thinking? I was grudgingly going to Taekwondo, I guess once a week. You know, I wasn't passionate about yeah. it. What was I thinking? Why would I have won something? I don't. This reminded me of the... Uh... You did the Pinewood Derby, which was a Boy Scouts thing. And I remember I had the same experience, and you didn't really elaborate, so I'm not sure if it's exactly the same. Like, maybe you actually tried and and wanted to win, but I would really half-ass it. I would make the worst card. So the Pinewood Derby. Yeah, do you think everyone knows what the Pinewood Derby is? I don't know if it's a universal thing. It was a thing we did. Elevator pitch for the Pinewood Derby. Uh, The Pinewood Derby was something we did in Boy Scouts. um, Cub Scouts. And, right. And we were given like parts for a, a little... block of wood, wheels, some nails. Right. So we were given the supplies and we could create a car with them, yeah. like a car that would run on a track. Mm-hmm. You could design it however you wanted. Some people really like this whittled it. My, uh, this is my floor. I got to get off. Ding. 
that's my elephant. I'm, I'm interrupting oh, yeah. you. Okay, I'm running. That was, that was too I'm running, long. I'm running long. Kid, I like you, so I'm gonna ride this elevator back down, <laughs> back down to the lobby. Come down just to the to, lobby to with give me. you a chance. We'll go back up to thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. In thirteen, floor thirteen. There's Is that? A, there's a thirteenth floor in this in this imaginary building. Oh wait, I haven't heard that. No, no, no. I'm, I just said oh, floor just thirteen. Ba- okay, yeah, I just pulled that out of the. I ether. mean, some buildings do have thirteen floors. It's true. It's not a universal thing. It's it, not. It's, it's ridiculous. The fact that any buildings don't have a 13th floor is totally crazy. I was thinking about this recently. Most superstitions we kind of pay lip service to, or we, you know, people talk about like having a black cat cross your path, yeah. but it is the one superstition that is uh, inst- like, institutionalized. Civic, or, yeah, that, that like affects the way that people design buildings. Or, <laughs> it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's is... really taking this ridiculous thing to, a, to yeah, an extreme. I wonder, keep talking. I've just pulled down the uh, Treasury of American Superstition to okay. see if I can dig into that. Okay, so the Pinewood Derby, you were given some supplies and you were your charge was to create a car. Some people really whittled down their blocks of wood and made it into a well, super sleek. And there was a minimum weight, right? You had there to, was a you minimum weight. Below a certain yeah, point. some people whittled it too far and then they had to add like quarters to beef it up a little bit you were also given points for creativity so some people didn't care about the speed of the car but they would create these elaborate sort of things every year i really phoned it in i didn't try and every year i was tremendously disappointed when i didn't win anything but like what do you expect that was well i mean people you know we're, we're maybe a little old to be millennials i think maybe we're on the cusp you're are you a millennial I think 81 is like the cusp. So, you're, so you're, I'm, you are, I'm straddling. Barely, I'm, yeah. I'm Gen X yeah. millennial. I'm a few hours away. away. Yeah. You know, but we have, uh, this generation has a reputation for wanting Just trophies for, for everything they do. So, I mean, and that seems true of the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Expecting these things to come our way when we've done nothing to, to earn them. Oh, here we go. Okay. Oh, here's the 13th floor. Yeah, I've pulled off of a shelf, A Treasury of American Superstition by Claudia Delis. Here we go in the chapter of work and play. Most hotels have no 13th floor, numbering it 12A or 14 so that patrons will not blame the hotel if their trip is unsuccessful or tragic. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, it's so, a liability thing. You have a tragic vacation. Right. And then you turn around and you say, hey, We were put on the hey, 13th floor. Doubletree. Yeah. <laughs> my vacation was tragic because you put yeah. me on the 13th floor. Doubletree can say, That's completely specious. That's incredible. The last several buildings I've lived in, high-rise buildings, have not had a 13th floor. The current one doesn't have a 13th floor. So that's not a hotel. Well, but it might be the same thing. It might be that the building management company but has... I, I imagine that it's probably harder to rent 13th floor, so they just they do away with it, which is ridiculous. Oh, it's an economics thing. Because the 14th floor is the 13th floor. It, it sure but is, if it's, but it's if not it's labeled, labeled as, such. as such. I didn't think about that. It's less of a structural thing. It's not like, ah, 13th floor is right. fall, then we're, know, we're gonna, are dirty. We're going to have a hard time renting this out. Like people don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. I found a section called 13 Lucky or Unlucky. Oh. Except perhaps among the ancient Chinese and Egyptians, the number 13 has had an unsavory reputation ever since that misty eon when man first learned to count. It's Claudia. It's very flowery. Apparently, there's a lot of 13 in the Great Seal of the United States. Is it an Illuminati thing or a Masonic thing? I mean, the 13 colonies. (gasps) The 13 colonies. Yeah. And look at us today. That was unlucky. Right. Look at America now. It's in tatters. You think if there had been 12 or 14 yeah. colonies, we'd be in this mess? I don't think so. To whom do I tender my complaint? <laughs> George Doubletree Washington. <laughs> I think he cut down a Doubletree. <laughs> <laughs> Said I, I shall never tell a lie. <laughs> it was me who cut down the Doubletree. <laughs> February 28th. 
there was skiing today. Me, Dad, Josie, and Annie went to the Charlemont for brunch. I have a loose tooth. It hurts. The Charlemont? Charlemont. Spelled Charlemont. That's how it's spelled. It's not Charlemont? No, no, no. Should no. I read it again? Because it does say Charlemont. There's no A after the L. No, no. I thought it was C-H-A-R-L-E-M-O-N-T. No, there's no E after the L. It's, it's just Charlemont? It's, yeah. Charlemont? I think it's a French thing. French, French Canadian. Charlemont. I love that. <laughs> you know, Morrisville. We grew up in Morrisville. Which is like it's two Le- hours from the Canadian border. Two hours from the Canadian border in Lamoille County. Right. Which yeah. is Lamois. Lamois. Yeah, I know. Charlemont. Yeah. Charlemont. The good king, Charlemont. Oh, where did you go for brunch? Oh, you know, just the Charlemont. Is it? So it's C-H-A-R-L-M-O-N-T. Really? Yeah. That seems weird even in yeah. French to me. Mm-hmm. But, okay. I believe you. You're the one with the memory. Mm-hmm. There was skiing today, just a statement of facts. This does speak again to, like, how small a 12-year-old's world is. There was skiing. You're, you're acting as if, like, this is a national event that happened, you know? <laughs> yeah, it is presented as a fact of the world. This is like... Rather every, than, today there, I went to the mountain. Yeah, today uh, everybody experienced event. skiing. <laughs> there was skiing <laughs> in America on the 28th of February, 1993. <laughs> there was skiing. Which is true. I mean, yeah. you know, when you really break it down, it's a very true statement. Oh, of course, yeah. There was skiing for half the year. There was skiing today. I mean, you could probably say July 15th there was skiing. Somewhere, Somewhere. in the world. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you think that's what I was saying? <laughs> Maybe, probably. <laughs> loose tooth. Why does it hurt? I don't I don't remember what loose do you mean? teeth. Why does it hurt? Loose I don't remember teeth? loose Your tooth, tooth is falling out. Are you serious? I remember being uncomfortable. I don't remember. I was probably fiddling with it. Like, there's no way... If I have a loose tooth, that I'm not going to be like God, sticking my weird... tongue in it all day, every day. It's so weird that we were still losing teeth at 11. I, the last tooth I lost was in sixth grade. So it was around this week. time. I remember I really didn't want to pull it. And it got to the point where I could open my mouth all the way and it would dangle down. <laughs> Gross. So it was literally I mean, we were talking out. about bodies and cells. What the hell, bodies? This is a corporeal What the hell, bodies? Episode. Our teeth fall out? I know. That's the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> it literally. Is, it is. I think we're born, if we're talking about bodies, I think we're born with our, we're we're born with our adult teeth. That can't be, that there's no way that's true. I think our full size adult teeth are just sitting in our baby heads. I think that is impossible. They're sitting above our, they They grow, they They develop over time. I guess, I guess, yeah, of course. Maybe the seeds, the seeds, the the seeds of of those, the beads of our adult teeth are sitting above our baby teeth. (laughs) But I mean, our baby teeth aren't even out. That means that when we're, what you're saying that a we're newborn, born with two a sets of teeth baby, ready, to, ready to go. <laughs> just two rows, four rows of teeth seeds. Yeah. Just ready to Boy. come on out. Yeah. Um, yeah. It hurts because I'm screwing with it for sure. Yeah. March 1st. My tooth came out. Oh, good. Hey! <laughs> that didn't last long. No. Just came out one day. I mean, that's that's nice. That's a nice little set up and pay off right. in the diary. We're not always getting those. Yeah, no, that's one true. One day my tooth hurts. Next day, comes on it out. comes out. Sometimes things work out. Mm-hmm. What tooth was it? Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. No, I don't. I, I mean, I, I, my I guess is I it's a molar. If, yeah, I don't know if certain teeth come out first. Generally, your front teeth yeah, come out so first. Yeah, I so was, I was, um, you know, just a couple months into my 13th year. I was 12, but it's your the 13th year of your life. No, of course... <laughs> I do not remember the tooth. Today is Monday. Mm-hmm. Spook barfed. Donnie came over. Mark babysat. There was no February 29. 
<laughs> in case we're wondering about that. Just in case when you're reading the diary, you were confused. You're preparing future audiences yeah, just, for, the, for just, the gap. Just so you know, if Leap Year's not a thing anymore, this future date when you're reading this book. <laughs> this um, is in 93. Be, there was a... They used to be February 29th, but there wasn't one this year. Spook, the first mention of my dawn. This is March 1st. Full two months of this year goes by. I talk about Bodhi yeah. a couple of times. I don't mention the dog. You had a cat. Don't mention the cat. Yeah. Toby. So Spook was a black Spook lab. was a black Labrador retriever. Mm-hmm. That name may sound a little problematic. Yeah. Spook is short for Spooky. She was black like the night. Mm-hmm. So we called her Spooky. And that was the name me and my brother chose. There's no no way either me or my brother were aware right. of the potential racial undertones, the racial undertones of, of the word spook. Yeah. No. Um, she barfed. Poor thing. I like, this is also my vacation keyword. I'm still, still on winter break. <laughs> that's right. And all that's happening is that my dog is puking. Donnie came over again and yeah. I got babysat. Yeah. March 2nd school tomorrow. Yeah. It is late. I am tired. I went skiing. Josie the moron <laughs> hit me in the nose oh. with one of the chairlift bars. <laughs> Again, almost certainly not intentional. Yeah. There's... Although this time, because you call him a moron, it's more a suggestion oh, that yeah. it was oh, his like incompetence clumsiness. rather right. than his malice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not a jerk this he's time. The, he's yeah. a moron. He's a moron. Yeah, you moron. Yeah. So I went skiing. They finally got me to go skiing. Yeah. <laughs> Day one of the vacation. Jed, you want to go skiing? Nah, I'm going to stay home and do nothing. Day seven. All right. I've got no excuse (laughs) this time. This is the last day. (laughs) I think maybe you'll take issue with this, but Josie was tough on you. I think you were tough on him in other ways. How dare you? (laughs) What do you mean? Like I'm very, you, cri- I mean, I'm, you criti- are not, in the di- I'm critical of him. In you the are not diary. the innocent victim. What? I, I don't want to say you're egging him on, but I think there's, I think there's <laughs> some antagonism on both sides. <sighs> he did something to you again that you don't like, but yeah. you don't give him an inch, you know? That's true. But he was constantly at me. Yeah. That's true. And I have admitted before in this endeavor mm-hmm. that, um, probably deserved some of it. I was, I'm sure very aggravating. <laughs> yeah. You know, he knew what my buttons were, but I, I knew what his were. Right, I would like course. provoke him until the point that he would, you know, physically attack me. Mm-hmm. But this is not one of those times. Right. This was an accident. Right. And I bet that my reaction to it was much like with you and the splinter toy, mm-hmm. completely outsized. Yeah. You know, yeah. I bet I was screaming and crying. Yeah. You know, I think if it was a bloody nose or something, maybe yeah. I would have like said that. Yeah. So I just got whacked in the nose. Yeah. And I couldn't just be like, oh, God. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Like, you know, I know it was, was an like, accident. Josie, yeah. why did you do that? <laughs> yeah. Josie, you know, and like, of course, <laughs> you'd want to hit me if yeah. I was doing that. That does make the target on your back a bit bigger. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't lessen. It no. almost guarantees it's going to continue. <laughs> yeah, right. I like diplomacy was not one of my strong points. Yeah, I don't think. And like he said last week, talk about a way to engage you. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. smack me right in the nose. Yeah. March third, school today. Yeah. Dad is leaving for Boston tomorrow. Boo. I took a bath and washed my hair. (laughs) It's been a while. (laughs) I got an incentive stripe in Taekwondo. 
I like that it's very literal. Like they are incentivizing you. We're not going to give you a new belt, but we will. <laughs> we got to give you something to continue. Yeah, to on. get you, get you in between. Yeah. You know, maybe I didn't win a trophy, but you got an incentive belt. You know, I am improving. Or incentive stripe. I got, I got an incentive stripe. You know, the fact there was school that day, but so that was your break. That's my break. That was my my winter break, nineteen ninety three. Mm-hmm. March fourth. I am mad. Mm. Mom lost my moron man picture. <laughs> what's, what's so funny about that? <laughs> Damn. I had lots of homework today. I hate it. Dad is in Boston. I am tired. <laughs> okay. Are you mad because your mom lost your moron man? Yeah. Do you have any moron man? Does that... Is that something that you created? It must have been something I drew that yeah. my mom lost, and I don't have any. I'm going to just quickly Google Moron Man oh, okay. just, to, just to make sure. It's not an existing IP? <laughs> it's not. Uh, no. Moron Mania okay, article about Trump, but that's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep politics out of yeah, this. Yeah, I know. Well, I invented Moron Man, yeah. and we'll never know anything more about him because my mom lost the drawing. <laughs> that entry, though, is written in the active voice. I am mad. I had lots of homework. I hate it. Yeah. Mom lost. Yeah. All yeah. oh, right. Not my drawing was lost. It was by lost mom. by mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. But again, blaming mom. I bet I had something to do with it. Where, <laughs> I, where I left it. There's no way to know. March fifth. I got a book order today. Mm. Today is Friday. I watched Beastmaster two. Josie went to a Cub Scout meeting. Nothing happened today. <laughs> again, on the contrary. <laughs> You got a book order. Yeah. That was the most exciting day of the month. Waiting for our book orders to come. Reading is fundamental. So book orders, we would get this leaflet from Scholastic. I remember. Oh my God, it was the best. And you could, you had to pay for them, obviously, but you could get as many as you wanted. You took it home. You talked to your parents. Negotiate. Negotiate. And then, you know, two or three weeks later, they would come. After the order was placed, it was just a waiting game. You just waited for those books to come. Like when the UPS oh, truck yeah, yeah. showed up in like the roundabout you, you, at the school. That was, there was you knew it. There was, that was chatter the that today, yeah, there'd be whispers, the whispers through the hall. <laughs> the UPS. That's the week. What do you think? I mean, there's not much to say. That was another sort of Sargasso Sea week. Like, no, <laughs> yeah, it was. Not a lot happened. Thanks for tuning in. If you've got something you want to share with us, if uh, anything we said this week made you think, give us a call at the tip line. 1-802-851-9578. If you have any comments or questions or feedback, please uh, visit our Facebook page, our Instagram page, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Or our Twitter. Yeah, or Twitter. Leave us a rating on iTunes or whatever it is you're using to listen to this. Follow us on Facebook. Oh, so... Blessed February is over at last. Yeah. Uh, March stretches before us. Right to March. Big day tomorrow, March 6th, 1993. Whitney Houston's thus far unshakable grasp on the number one song in America finally dislodged. Oh, it was replaced. Yeah. New, I wonder, new number one song coming up tomorrow. What, what will displace it? Well, here's seven seconds of that song. Over sideways and under on a magic car. Jedder Diaries, the Jedder Diaries, that's the name of this podcast. And now this episode is through.